Hello, welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. Today I'm sitting in Reverend Robin King's office at Basha United Church for a conversation. Welcome, Robin. Hi, Ben. It's been a few weeks since uh, you and I have, have talked. A couple of episodes back, we were exploring the theme of spring back to life, which was a theme that you uh, coined and created uh, that would run for several weeks, I guess, at uh, here in Basha and at Pinocchio United Church. And that theme was sort of all about, you know, the restrictions were lifting, things were op- opening up again. Uh, we as a church community were starting to hold some in-person events and resume some of our in-person programming. So today, in, in this uh, half hour or so, we're going to just kind of check in and see how are we doing with that and where are we at now that we're, you know, just post-Easter resurrection and all, um, where are we with springing back to life? We're springing, I think. I think we're springing. <laughs> we're in motion. I think we're springing kind of the way spring is springing this year. Ugh. One minute it's sunny and, you know, plus 20, and the next minute it's snowing. Um I, I, it's a little bit like that. I got to say, it's a little bit like that. I, I, I'm just going to say, I, I did. First of all, I, I, I didn't coin the phrase "bring back to life." I don't think. Um, well, I'm sure but it's been I certainly, used. I certainly wanted to apply it across the board to all of the stuff we were doing because I thought it was a really good opportunity to, uh, like, take advantage of the timing of you know where we are with the pandemic which is also going a little we bit thought. like spring this year, <laughs> um, but also uh, where we are in terms of, you know, the church calendar and all of that stuff. And I, I believe I heard you say for several weeks there, I have a feeling it's going to last a very long time. <laughs> we'll be springing back to life for quite some Slowly. time. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think, you know, it's been, you know, two years plus now. And uh, I think... Um, it's going to take us a lot. I mean, nobody, nobody thought, I don't, I hope nobody thought, you know, snap our fingers. Everything's going to be different. It's all going to be back, back to normal. People keep saying back to normal or the new normal. And I wish they'd stop saying that because it isn't either of those things. I don't think, Mm. um, but, but that there'd be like a, like a cosmic, like just a seismic change. Right. Or uh, there'd be a sea change. Right. Suddenly things would be completely different. And of course they're not. And they're not going to be it's not going to happen like that. It's going to be gradual. Right. So like in many ways, actually, the whole idea of spring back to life is happening the way this year spring is happening, which is one minute it feels like spring. The next minute we're back in winter. The next minute it feels like it's fall. The other day I I would have sworn it was November. And it's just because it's just that's how it's going, and you, you know, literally it, lose track of what season you're well, in. Well, it's not even us that are confused, right? Like if you drive, like driving between Bash and Pinoka, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, sloughs and water and stuff yeah. and things, and they're full of Canada geese and ducks yeah. and stuff, yeah. who I'm sure are sitting on the ice, going, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, you know, it's because it, that's not. I can't imagine that's what they expected. Yeah, twenty uh, centimeters and a on bit confused April twentieth, by it, right? And then, and then, of course, the the ice melts, and they're sitting in. I'm gonna guess super freezing cold water, but they're in water. And then, two days later, it's frozen again, and there's snow on it. It's just it's really confusing, and I think I think lots of people are kind of in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help that 
there seems to be a fairly significant level of chaos in the world at the moment. Um, and that was the wrong way to say that. It's not that it doesn't help. It's simply that it is, right? Mm. Uh, it's, it's really, it's becoming, I was talking to a retired minister the other day who um, said it's, it's difficult to sell a message of new life and love wins at Easter time when that's not what people see in the news or in their daily lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, you want to say, but it's, it's about hope. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're going to say the tomb was empty because Jesus is alive and Jesus is alive in all of us, and we can see Jesus alive in all of us, and then someone's going to go, show me. <laughs> and and it's not always easy to do that. I, I think, In fact, I think it's, it's definitely easier to do that on an individual basis than it is on a global basis, obviously. Um, well, that's where stories of hope always yeah. come from, right? Like you even look at stories coming out of Mariupol or yeah. out of Bucha and, and all of the atrocities happening in Ukraine, and there are little individual humans who are have, uh, having a moment of compassion or triumph or bravery or things yeah. that, that do give you a kernel. It's a classic Fred Rogers meme, right? Um, where there's a quote of, of him saying uh, something, I think it was something that he learned from his mother, that whenever things are are at their worst. It was some, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like when things are at their worst or things are going really badly, um, look for the helpers. Uh, right. Yeah. Look for the people who are yeah. stepping up to help people and care for people when they're hurting and help people when things are going wrong. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and yeah, absolutely. That's where maybe, maybe that's where we find Jesus right now. Um, and not in that traditional sort of Sunday morning hallelujah way, um, but instead in looking in the darkest place. Well, I mean, again, the, tomb was a dark place mm-hmm. right that um, is the story that is the story uh and that's where you know maybe that's where we're finding jesus right now maybe i think it really takes something though like it it takes energy or intent a lot of intention to go and look for those because the uh the overwhelming you know the the signal to noise ratio of the the darkness and the chaos and the hatred and the hurt is so loud that you have to really be listening yeah. and looking Let for Let me just that stop you right there and say two things. First of all, we completely both said it wrong and then you said it right. We both said maybe that's where Jesus is. That is definitely where Jesus is. <laughs> the thing is, as you quite correctly pointed out, it's about the intention of looking. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. right? It's it's one thing to say it's one thing to say Jesus is alive in everyone. You know, Jesus is in you and me. God is alive in the world. It's it's um, it it isn't about just saying it to make it so. It is so. It's a question of seeing it, and then it's a question of what are you where are you looking? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? Um, you know, and lots of times, like you said, lots of times people are overwhelmed by. Uh, the the darkness and it becomes really hard to see the light, mm-hmm. um, and that to me that just means we need to look harder. <laughs> and because and 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 there's value in that because because 
you know, when you when you look with in intention was the word you used, which is absolutely right. When you when you look with intention, and you see with intention, I think you're more inclined to embrace and understand and then be inspired, right? And that's the piece we really need right now. We need people to be inspired to love, yeah. to inspired to care, to inspired to offer grace, right? But because it takes so much intention or so much work, it's a if lot you will, of work. It is a lot of work, and because it takes so much work, and we're all tired, and we're or we're busy, or we're distracted, we're focused just on ourselves and our own lives. It's very easy to see to look at the world and think, okay, well, I, at first glance, I'm not seeing any of that, so maybe I'll just not look. And, yeah. and then a lot of us are are becoming more inwardly focused, so it's kind of a vicious cycle. Yeah. And and we're more closed off, or more well, I'll stay home, or I don't, I'm not ready to go back to church yet, or I'm not ready to reintegrate into society after you know recovering yeah. from COVID or whatever it might be. And I I just want to give a shout out to our last guest that was on Tara Shannon, an author, an artist who you're a fan of, I know, and mm -hmm. it was your suggestion to reach out to her. If anyone is listening right now that hasn't checked out that episode, it is fantastic. I, she just blew me away. I'd not ever met her or spoken to her at all until we hopped on Zoom the last episode and we spent an hour um, just in fantastic conversation. But she just had a post, I think it was yesterday that it went up. So she um, draws these sketches, as you know, but for anyone who's not familiar, uh, she started sketching these these characters, Rabbit and Bear, who then made their way into a book and now she's written a second book. But uh, some of her sketches with little messages have gone viral, and now she has a, a huge social media following. Yesterday, she posted one. Of, did you see this one? That's, it was a, there are these little conversations between mm -hmm. the character Rabbit and Bear, uh, reflections on life, on spirituality, on just being, you know, struggles, whatever it might be. And in this one, it was something along the lines of, you know, Rabbit, I don't think that what's happening over there affects me and uh and then the other character says something along the lines of you know what happens there affects everyone everywhere and of course and i interpret that as being about the war in ukraine i'm presuming that's what she's referencing but it could be anything it could be it, yeah exactly it could be anything but one of the things that made me think of is that in, in this conversation and what why it came to mind is that be, when you, when at first glance you look at the world and it appears so dark or so so hopeless, there is a tendency, I believe, to to just convince oneself that, well, that's over there. It doesn't affect me. Just kind of put up these walls, put it, pull down the blinds, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and go back into like like a bear, hibernate, and just close yourself off because it is so much bloody work to find that little glimmer of yeah. light or hope. And so you either have to kind of, you kind of make a choice with maybe without realizing you're making the choice of either doing the work and having this enormous intent or intention to go and find the hope and the, the positive stories or kind of put in the noise canceling AirPods and <laughs> block out the world and not yeah. pay attention to it. I had to mention your new AirPods again, didn't you, Ben? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, let me take you back to the very beginning of this. Um, how's the Spring Back to Life thing going? Well, here's kind of how it's going, which is interesting. We started up our uh, some of our programming again, 
And uh, to be honest, we've had really good turnout with like we do movie nights and like dinner and a family movie and uh, like community things. Supper. We had a pancake supper. We we've done uh, we had pancakes and sausages on Easter Day uh, for breakfast here and uh, in in Pinoca they've they've got a dance coming up. They've been doing uh, they've been doing movies in Pinoca as well now, which have been been doing really well. Um, and small group things we have we have people who meet on uh, Wednesday in Pinoca and Thursday in Basha just like to have. Uh, we call it everything from coffee talk to church chat, or, you know, we try and give it a cute name, but basically it's just people trying to get together. Um, we've been doing things like that. And, and quite honestly, I think some of those things have been doing really well. Um, Sunday morning services, on the other hand, um, not, not, not so much. Um, I mean, people, there are, people are coming. Uh, on Sunday morning to the service, and and uh, we've had we had one uh, gathering. Our sort of um, I hesitate to call it a contemporary service, but it's more of a uh, sort of multimedia interaction. Um, <laughs> but um, which is it's a weeknight uh, thing. So, but the our sort of our um, our core service religious piece <laughs> i don't know what to call it exactly our core piece um uh on sunday morning uh has most definitely not returned to anywhere close to what it was in terms of in-person attendance um before the pandemic so why um and and the so the, there are a bunch of could be potential reasons for that right and and um wherever you look Everywhere you look, somebody has an opinion on this, or they've done a survey, or there's these. It's it's like everyone's suddenly turned into BuzzFeed, right? The top five reasons why, um, <laughs> and and it's everything from um, we we had been previously live streaming, but when we didn't have people in person for the pandemic, when when we started to live stream with no one in attendance, we definitely stepped up the game there and and improve that i i hope uh and and change the manner in which we do that in order to adapt to people watching online and i i suspect there's lots of people who actually like that they not not only do they like the flexibility of they can actually watch whenever right because it's not just a live stream it's recorded um but also they can watch the live stream from their living room or their kitchen table while enjoying their coffee in their pajamas whatever sitting outside on their deck, whatever. So maybe we need to encourage people to come to church in their pajamas. So there's a comfort piece. Yeah. Whether that's people coming in their pajamas or my personal favorite is that we should replace the front row of pews in both churches with lazy boys. Um, the really fancy ones, you know, where the whole thing goes back you, and you can yeah. lay back and it's yeah. got a massager in it. Yeah. Um, that could be one piece. Another is people are still afraid to, to come back. Like they're afraid to go public places and you know especially yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna sing and stuff and uh well we have encouraged people to be safe and continue to wear a mask if they wish um you know that still there are people who are not in fact um the on, on easter day when we had um um pancake sausage brunch thing after the service there, there was at least one person who said they weren't going to stay for that because they're just not ready to sit down and eat with a crowd mm -hmm. um yet they were fine with the service part 
because we could spread out and, and everything, but they just weren't okay. And I, I get that too. Uh, both of those things are absolutely understandable. I think another thing is that people have found their connection um, in other ways, um, doing other things or going to other places. Um, I think that's definitely a piece too, is that you once you get out of the, the sort of the previous routine, you get into a new one. And maybe that's speaking to you in a way that you just now you're not going to go go back isn't the right way to say that, but um, you're not going to change again for now. Anyway, Um, I'm sure there's also people who have found um, there's no delicate way to say this. I just don't need that. Uh, And I, you know, I am now doing other things on my Sunday morning or, you know, with my time and I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that. I just, I don't miss it. So I don't. And I think those are all really valid reasons. Um, I think now it's up to us to figure out a way to address that mm-hmm. because I don't think particularly with the world being the way it is, I don't think people have lost their sense of, um, spirituality, um, or need for connection. Uh, I think they've just found there are now a variety of ways, right? It's like, it's like we all used to go, oh yeah, we should, we should Skype, we should Skype. And then it was, well, we can FaceTime too. And then Zoom happened. <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of now, a whole bunch of platforms that use that kind of technology, right? And and so people are finding different ways. There wasn't just that one way any, anymore. Yeah. And it's the same thing. We, we kind of need to figure out how to address that and how to maintain our connection with people. And, and it might be that our connectedness to the community now more than ever is about the community mm, <laughs> not not the not the previous institutional way which we behaved um so and are you, by, are you saying by that that it's more about you know how we reach out into the community and how we show up and engage the community out there versus come in come in come in and sit down <laughs> all of the above i think i yes good good Reference of the hymn there, um, yes, I think. In fact, actually, that's that's funny you mention that because uh, that the first line of that hymn is actually on the wall of one of the halls in Pinocchio, oh, yeah? and somebody mess pointed at it the other day and and mentioned that that's that's how they feel when they're here, hmm. kind of thing. And so that is definitely that whole sense of coming together as community is still a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, the question then, though, is, but how? Is it is it here? Is it out there? Is it both? Is it uh, is it come in and do our religious stuff, our or is it and... let's let's find a different way yeah. to share the story or to share the meaning behind the story, or let's find other ways? And it, and it's so it's a little bit like the philosophy that's behind our summer children's program, right? Uh, our summer children's program is very definitely not a traditional vacation bible school um a title which includes at least two words that should never be said to children during the summer (laughs) um bible in school and and um but but our approach that tends to be uh, simply is it absolutely is our approach that is um everyone is welcome uh and this is about um where you are going to see god in your life and how God connects to your life. It's not about memorizing Bible verses. It's not about um, memorizing stories. It's not about um, 
you know, believing what we tell you. It's about understanding and seeing, which kind of relates to what we were just talking about a minute ago, being intentional about what you can see mm-hmm. in the world, right? And, and, uh, and uh, not how God needs to be in your life, but how God is in your life. This is where God is and how you can see God and all, yeah. that, kind, that kind of stuff. Having said all of that... In our in our pre podcast conversation, I think you said something that was particularly wise about this: is that all of that stuff is absolutely true, but there's a root piece which is um, about uh, inertia, right? As, and, and of course, you, I mean, you in a past life you were an engineer, right? Uh, uh, an aerospace engineer, if I'm not mistaken. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, and objects at rest, right? Tend and to stay at rest. We've been that way for two years. Yeah, that's the thing. It's such a long span of time. Right, and 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 so you can't simply go. Let's get back at it and expect everyone yeah. to do it. And even those who do, they st- still got to get there. Right, they yeah. still got to get the energy. They still got to yeah. find the 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 enthusiasm and the energy to want to do it. Yeah. Um. And and then you like you got to get stuff started, and then, uh. Hopefully, people will connect, and we'll get sort of we'll start moving again. But the fact is, we haven't been moving for two years. You know how um, I think it's in the fall in September, not long after school gets going, we have like a back to church Sunday. Yeah, and the idea is that you know a lot of people get busy in the summer. They're yep. uh, they're traveling. Take the summer or, off from yep. church. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God doesn't, but whatever. Maybe. It's, Maybe you know, camping or hear whatever. Hear that a lot, though, right? Yeah. So yeah. we, we kind of try to, we try to, as a church, try to be intentional about welcoming people back. Come in, sit down. You're, right. You are still part of the family. Come come on in. But what I, just as you're talking there, I was thinking about how this idea of come, come on back to church is so different from something like back to school. Like we... We have these, uh, we're used to doing things like back to school shopping. You get all your supplies. Like there's a, there's this, um, distinct concrete date, like September 4th is the first day of school. And you know that everyone's going to be there. The church, the, the, the teachers, this, the students, they're all planning ahead. They know well ahead of time. This is the first day of school. But can you imagine if students were just told like, if you want to go back to school, Feel free to just, you know, to come if if you want to. But if you don't have, if you don't want to, or if you have other things going on, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Like this, the classrooms would be empty <laughs> because even even though children themselves are like, you know, they realize the value of education, they want to see their friends. Like most kids, when there's a big snow dump like we had a few days ago, if you gave them the choice, they're gonna say, well, I think I'd rather just stay home. And if you if you had kids stay home for two years and then said, "Well, do you want to go to school tomorrow? Like, there's there's school tomorrow. It's it's happening. It's open. You can go if you want to." It would be such a slow process to get kids oh, back in the yeah. classroom. Except, so church isn't like that. Church yeah. isn't like school where it's like it's on and you're I'm, you need to be now, there. I know, I know, I know. You got kids going to school, and I'm sure they'd rather stay home with dad than go to school. Well, <laughs> if, if, if dad were at home, um, but if it, if, uh, uh, I, 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 and I could be completely wrong about this, but 
I think, though, that they would want to go to school because it's where they see their friends. Yeah. It's where they connect with their they friends. Love being there. If you if you kept it solely on the level of school, like education, classroom, blah blah blah, they're probably far less that would be keen to go than I can't believe we're gonna get in so much trouble for even having this conversation, aren't we really? Um because there's there's a social aspect. Yeah. Right? Um and and especially in uh especially in uh, elementary grades, I think that social aspect is really important in terms of learning to engage. And, you know, of course, by the time you're in high school, you're, we're always learning, right? But, but um, that engagement is, it, it's important. It's important at every level, right? Um, and, and that's, again, maybe that's something we need to bear in mind more at church, that it's not just a question of come in the door for church, do the church thing and then go. Right? It's it's there's more to it. There's there's the so there's the social aspect to it. And that does, I'm not just talking about the number of people who don't want to come to church unless there's coffee after or unless there's food or things. Well, that's not what that. I'm talking about. We we did see that a lot though, when when there was the the option of yeah. like churches are allowed to resume at you know thirty percent or whatever the but, the restrictions were, but no singing and no coffee. Right, and a lot of people were like, "Well, I'll just stay home and watch online." Then. Yeah, but but also but also okay. So um, with with uh, getting back to the kids going to school thing, uh, it's it's not just about the socializing; it's about the learning in community, too. Right. It's like that rather than, you know, and during the pandemic, right, you'd be on on Zoom, right, which is not learning in community. It's, you know, because you can always, I don't know, turn it off. Um, but but it's it's not the same. It's not the same as and we, we talked about this with meetings, like you know, meetings on Zoom. But there are some meetings where you actually want to be in the room to gauge the person's response. Right. Um those those kind of things. I think that's part of like learning in community is such an important thing. That's why that's why I think um, education. Uh, I think I'm just for me, education has come such a long way from sit at your desk, listen to what I have to say, write this down on the board, read this. That's into uh, more participation. Right? Mm-hmm. There's more doing to it. There's more learn experiential. I, I'm not saying there's more experiential learning necessarily, but there's more experience it's more as part of your learning. It's more interactive, totally. right? So we had student-teacher interviews yesterday, and they have this new thing called student-directed parent-teacher conference, which is you go in the room, and Grayson and our, his grade two class with uh, Miss Miller, she says, Grayson, would you like to show your parents... Um, some social studies or your science first. And he picked science. So he got the, he had that um, option to, to choose. And then what he showed us was literally an experiment. Like he did an experiment on the table that demonstrated buoyancy of different objects and things. And so it was like, boy, that is so different from, you know, the, the way that we always used to do, you know, that, uh, that, that piece of connection that shows the parents where their kid is at in their learning it was literally demonstrative in the room mm-hmm. and, and interactive. And you're right. It's the, the whole classroom, like the whole, um, the way that the, the whole teaching model is kind of moving that direction. What, why, why aren't churches 
<laughs> I wondered if that's where you were going with this, and it's a, it's a, such a good uh, I question. Mean, uh, uh, well, we we do we actually we do it just a little teeny bit of that with gathering, right? Is yeah. that the whole point of gathering is that people get to share, you know, participate in the like they get to share. Uh, people have an opportunity to share like a song or or a poem or or like show share some a thing, but then also share conversation about share it. Share their right? thoughts. Yeah. There's interaction about it um, around it, and uh, uh, so by the way, when you got that interview with about Grayson, did you get to the part about his behavior in class? Was that Part of the, uh, the we were very you know, fortunate that we concerned that you know, he, well you know, just kind of his other I'm, teacher I'm did joking. mention that that he has a hard time staying seated when we we walked in and there was enough chairs for Kelly and I to sit down and there wasn't an, another chair for Grayson and she said that's all right he has trouble sitting at his desk and he's often standing while but that's another example of how the teachers are today are instead of this like stay in your seat and they're more like looking at the individual learner and what do they right. need in order to So okay but again I I it's just something joking. to learn from that Grayson is the best boy ever Seriously is Um but I I'm I'm also not joking about that in the sense that um there there's a thing about the the thing is um respectful behavior is important right being respectful of others um and that that's very important in everything but there there's also a point at which a level of behavior is expected that is perhaps counterproductive right i mean and that's the thing about with with a lot of a lot of you remember you remember the days and thankfully these are a while ago now but the days when children were expected to behave a certain way in church mm-hmm. right you they don't run around they sit quietly they don't say anything and then when you have and i quote children's time unquote the children parade themselves up to the front of the church and sit quietly while the minister talks at them and then we send them away to church school classes where they you know if they don't sit at a desk they at least sit at a, on a chair at a table with an activity directly in front of them and they best do it yeah and you know and and now uh, i i actually did say to somebody the other day that i was so glad that they brought their 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 child to uh, to church on sunday because and and she was so apologetic because she gets crying out and making noise and stuff and and i'm like it brings a completely different energy to the room yeah uh, rather than people just all sitting there quietly there's life there's energy right yeah. you can hear it you can feel it and and i think i think actually people are are enjoying that more now that they're and and sure there's there's perhaps a moment where um it, it it can it can very easily get out of hand. Sure, of course it can, but you address it when it gets there, and you take care of it. And I mean, take care, um, not stop it. You know, whatever. <laughs> you you just you do what is going to help things move forward, right? I can't think of a really good way of saying it, but but um, so we're but, adaptable. Like, as- yeah, it's it, but it's 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 around. Uh, the commun- and and every every and I'm going to say every community is different, and by that I mean even every service, every Sunday morning, every gathering is different because it's different people, mm-hmm. right? Um, or a different number of people, or it's a different day. Or there's different things about it, but in order to create real community, there needs to be interaction. Mm-hmm. 
it can't just be somebody, you know, standing at the front telling you what to do or everyone standing and sitting at the right time or kneeling at the right time or, or you know, saying the appropriate re response at the right time. You know, um, it, there has to be more to it than that. Um, and and I, I think that's I, – I think that thinking about that and wondering about that is going to be a huge part of how we're going to uh, – go forward with people in person mm. because like, first of all, they've had that big space of not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've got this, we've got to get some inertia going, right? We got to get, get people moving. Um, but they've also had time to think about it. And they've also had time perhaps to experience other things. They've also had time away from it that, uh, that might lead us in different directions. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I frequently say, I frequently say that I, I wish, you know, on a Sunday morning during the message, if I say something that, you know, somebody wants to respond to, they should feel free to do that. And I believe that has happened once in the last, I don't know how many years. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's a little bit more awkward when we're live streaming because you can't really hear the person in the room and stuff. But, but I think even just, even, even as part of that, the idea that there's interaction Right. Um, the uh, um, one of the things that I th I think and I, I could be wrong, completely wrong about this, but one of the things that I've noticed, because I I do watch a little bit of the late night talk show guys. Right. Yeah. Um, is that they are post pandemic with the audience back in the room. They're engaging the audience more. Oh, really? Right. They're still mindful of the fact that this is a TV show mm -hmm. and you're broadcasting, but they do also connect with the audience differently than they did before. I think there's a little bit more interaction there. And, and I don't mind that. I know some people who hate that, but I actually don't mind that. Cause I think it's, 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 uh, there's more life to that. Yeah. Right. Well, I think you're not a... just like watching a stale, like yeah. this person talks like a talking head. It's like watching a news broadcast otherwise. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a talking head addressing you through a camera. Right. And this is more like, um, there's interaction happening there. Yeah. You can you can see it. You can you can feel it. You can appreciate the fact that there's people in the room, not just because you can hear them in the background, but because they're being addressed and connected with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I yeah I think I, I think that's going to be a big piece of those two things are going to be a big piece of going forward. One is um, we need to be patient enough to understand that we need to generate some energy and then some enthusiasm to move yeah. forward. And that's going to take some time. So spring back to life might last well into the fall or later. Um, <laughs> but but, it's, but it's also, also, also that we, in doing that, we mean, need to be mindful of the fact that uh, conditions have changed. Yeah. Right. It's not about going back to normal. It's not about going back at all. It's not about normal. It's about conditions have changed. So what are we, what gonna, are we going to do about that? What are we going to create? And what's one other thing that makes this tricky is that let's say we're really progressive and we are a pretty progressive group here and in Pinocchio, um, like the whole rising spirit ministry model is very progressive. So we make a bunch of changes. We're really um, in tune with what people really actually need right now versus like, let's just try to go back to two years ago. Let's say we, we do all that and we make things more interactive and we, um, we adapt and, and make all these changes. The people who aren't coming back yet, it's they don't know that it's different. So mm -hmm. it's like back to this momentum thing. 
I liken it to in my mind like something that's pretty relatable to I think almost anybody. If you're if you have a routine of like okay, I wake up and the first thing I do every morning is this 30 minute exercise of like I go for a walk or I do my yoga or whatever like you have a you have an exercise routine. I do not right now. I'm trying trying to create one. But if when I look back in my life and times where I've had a routine, if you do it long enough, it becomes so routine that you kind of just do it without even thinking. Yeah. And, and church is like that for a lot so of people. It's like saying the Lord's Prayer. Exactly. You kind of go they through the motions. By rote, rote, you go through the motions. Yeah. And, and you, it doesn't mean that you don't get value out of it and that you don't enjoy it and that there isn't purpose and, you know, uh, meaning. So people come to church every Sunday morning for years and they get lots out of it. They get the social aspect and they get the spiritual fulfillment and they enjoy the worship and they enjoy the sermon, especially the sermon. Right, but sure. Then, yeah. But but it it is there is an element of it that is habitual or going through the motions yeah. or it's just well we've always gone. Yeah. And and you ask kids that, well why do you go to church? I don't know, Sunday. We go to church because it's Sunday morning. Then all of a sudden you have this two year span. That's like, you know, taking the summer off of That's doing your exercise, right? Yeah. So let's say you, you you break your exercise routine for months. Then all of a sudden, you know, oh, you're allowed to exercise again. Oh, yeah, I should do that. Oh, yeah, and then the next day, oh, yeah, I should have, ah, damn it, darn it, I didn't do that mm-hmm. today either. It takes something. It really yeah. takes something to overcome that inertia, to get back on to the routine, back on the bandwagon. Um, and... Uh, uh, and especially if you're building a new thing, if you're trying to yeah. do it in a new way. So that's a place That's a place where, uh, and I know we've had this conversation with other uh, congregations recently, um, that that's where progressive for us means way more than just the way you might de- try to define it as progressive Christianity, right? Like as, a, uh, as an extension of a liberal theology or whatever, however you might want to describe that. Our idea of progressive is more than that. It's about how we engage people. It's about um, it's you know responsive. finding you know finding God in the world, not just in church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 how we engage people. And and yeah, I I agree. I I think it's gonna take it's gonna take us time to get back it, it, get back. We need to change our language first of all, and stop saying things like get back or normal or any of that kind of stuff we're going forward we are um well i i uh, i so hate it when people say things like think outside the box now and i know i've said this a number of times recently but honestly i the canmore brewing company has an awesome <laughs> line that they put on all of their cans and it's um think outside there is no box and i think that's an uh, that's an especially important learning for a church because it's not about what's inside the walls, it's what goes on outside, right? So yeah. just think like the walls aren't there. And and we need to do more of that. And that's part of our progressiveness, I think, is that we are trying to do that. And here we are with not just not just a moment where we need to, but a golden opportunity to explore all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. In in trying to engage people. Not re engage engage yeah and see and where they're at right now what they need now and where we're going yeah yeah together for sure that's a great place to wrap this up i think for today robin unless you have others no no awesome that's a good spot this is great i enjoyed this and i think it's important to think about because as human beings um living a human experience we are creatures of habit and routine Mm -hmm. and we succumb to inertia 
very easily. <laughs> so yeah. in all areas of our life, you know, whether it is exercise or education or spiritual fulfillment, we need to think about um, what it is that we actually, where we want to be going and then set those intentions. For we, sure. we can do that on an individual uh, scale, but also as communities and as groups of com- communities of faith as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining Robin and I today. Um, it's always good to have uh, have you with us in these conversations. We're glad to be in your ears and hope that you join us again soon uh, for the next episode of Six Ways from Sunday. If you haven't already subscribed, you can do that on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can find past episodes uh, in those same places on iTunes as well as our website, risingspiritministry.com. Until next time, take care and be well. Be well.